Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's that day. You know that day you all look forward to. It's a Supernatural News Wednesday. That means it's time for Supernatural News. And yes, kids, today we have Parashare. I'm kind of happy about that. Uh, let's launch into it right away. Let's get into it right away. Let's bring in our co-host. It's our co-host with the most, the BCB, the big cuddly bear himself, Beer City Bruiser. How you doing, Bruiser? I'm back, baby. I'm That's, back. Right. That's right. That's uh, <laughs> right. Added my- a new scar to the collection. Oh, did you? Yeah, the hernia scar. Oh, the hernia scar. <laughs> I was like, you've been fighting already? No. Uh, who are you fighting with? The dogs? Because uh, we'll we'll get to we'll get to Ziggy's picks later in the program, much later in the program. I'm just gonna do a quick tease. Yep. Rise of the humans. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the tease we'll do for later in the program. Um I'll tell you something, Bruiser. Uh and Bruiser has a big announcement later in the program as well. We'll we'll tease that as well. Uh, I want to thank one more time, Granite City Comics. They they let me come out to Twin Cities Con this weekend. I was their guest this weekend, and they uh, they hooked me up in another way too. So, oh really? Yeah, they, I got a couple comics I want to review. You know, we we do a little bit of geek culture here on the program as well, um, and so there's a couple of, of books I know you guys are going to want to be interested in. You're going to want to check out for yourself. By the way, if you've been going to their online store. Uh, granite granitecitycomics.com i'll have a link on darknessradioshow.com you can still take advantage of that little 10 percent discount on their online store by putting in the code darkness i don't know if you know that Ooh. or not yeah. do they still have the walking dead variants yeah i think they do Ooh, okay yeah okay. We, I, we still have that link up um but there's i don't know if you know this or not but there's a hunt for for the skinwalker uh comic out oh really yeah and it's good yeah yeah, it's put up by Boom Studios, which Boom Studios is one of those studios. It's an independent print that's been coming out with some really good books lately. Yeah, their one-offs are really good. Yeah. They, they know definitely how to tap into the weird and macabre. Yeah, and, and this uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker is no exception. Uh, Zach Thompson, Valeria Burzo, and Jason Wordy are the creators on Hunt for the Skinwalker. Uh, one and two are out right now. You can get them in comic shops. If they don't have them in the online store, just shoot Tim a message and he'll get back to you and he'll he'll get those copies for you. Uh, good books. They're good yeah. books. No, it's not about the ranch, right? It's about the actual Skinwalker. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, there's, a little, there's a little tip of the cap to the boys. Okay, good, in, in the good. Issues. So yeah, you're going to want to get They're them. doing some really good work out there. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to want to get those issues as well. I've got you can, as you can hear, I board and bag all my stuff. Um, <laughs> and then Unnatural Order was one that Jay, uh, the other co-owner of uh, Granite City Comics, 
handed over to me this past weekend, and he said, hey, Tim, take a look at Unnatural Order. Uh, Christopher Yost, who is a big-time Marvel guy, is over now at Vault Comics. It's a, another indie imprint. Okay. And uh, Val Rodriguez is the artist on it. Uh, I believe it's uh, Dirbola Kelly is the colorist uh, and world design lettering. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. I, the art actually is pretty beautiful on this here. I'll, I'll give you a little shot of it here, Bruiser. Show you oh, nice. the interior art on it. The cover actually is, is gorgeous on it as well. It is. Yeah. And it's a good book. Very good book. A Natural Order is Dealing with Vampires. And, oh, okay. But it's dealing with it from an almost Roman and Viking era perspective. They'd be around back then, so that makes sense. Yeah. So we go back to Roman times and Viking times, and it's dealing with vampires from there. Here, take a look at this shot right here. Tell me that doesn't give you the willies. Oh, nice. Yeah, isn't that a shot? It's a nice one shot right there. Beautifully, John. That's a poster right there. Yeah, it is. And uh, to tell you what we're looking at here, folks, it's it's basically a man strung up uh, inside what looks like a uh, like a Colosseum's battlefield. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and he's uh, strung up, and he's uh, let's just say entrails are hanging out. I was gonna so. say he's not whole. <laughs> no, he's not whole at all. But he's strung up, but he's still able to talk to the people who have come in. Uh, what, what's nice about for the people out there that are worried it might be too gory? That didn't look gory at no, all. No, no, no. The artwork is very subtle. It, it is very subtle. Uh, so with that in mind, Unnatural Order is the name of that particular book. So okay. uh, Vault Comics. So Unnatural Order and Hunt for the Skinwalker, Boom Studios and Vault Studios. Those are the ones that you're going to want to take a look at. So there you go. Uh, those are the two books that we are looking at here today. Um, and that is, uh, that's the deal here. Uh, granitecitycomics.com. Look at, uh, go to darknessradio.com if you're confused as to where to go. 10% discount when you put in the code darkness. Nice. Uh, let's get to our stories today, Bruiser. We got a lot to get through today. And, uh, we'll, we'll, let's get to it right now. Uh, we'll start with, of course, we're starting with aliens. Of course. And why not? Yeah. Uh, anomalies deep inside Earth are, cr are wreckage of crashed alien world. This is what scientists are proposing. The long-lost remnants of the planet Thea are far beneath our feet, is what they're saying. In other words, there's an alien world right beneath us. Really? Like, mm -hmm. our world was built over their world? Yeah. Wasn't that a movie or a TV show? I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it could be. Uh, scientists have proposed that the wreckage of a long-lost alien world is buried about 1,800 miles under our feet, reporting, or reports a new study. This mind-boggling hypothesis suggests that strange anomalies in Earth's interior may be relics of a world that smashed into our planet some 4.5 billion years ago, and that similar ancient remnants may lurk inside other celestial bodies. The infant solar system was much wilder and more tumultuous than it is today, with lots of crashes between small embryonic worlds called protoplanets. Scientists have long suspected that an ancient protoplanet known as Thea, uh, which could have been as large as Mars, hurtled into Earth in this period. This catastrophic collision ejected debris from Thea and Earth into space, where it eventually coalesced into the moon, or so the theory goes. Now, scientists led by... Kyan Yuan, a postdoctoral uh, scholar in geophysics at the California Institute of Technology, present new evidence that remnants of Thea may have also become lodged deep in the Earth's mantle, 
where they have survived to the present day. This hypothesis could explain the curious presence of two massive blobs inside Earth known as large low-velocity provinces, or LVPs, yeah, you know me, which appear <laughs> denser than the surrounding mantle in seismic observations of our planet's interior, since the seismic waves travel through them at a significantly lower velocity than in surrounding material. Uh, to get down to the nitty-gritty on this deal... Uh, they're saying that the team noted that other planets may also contain the fossils of ancient worlds inside their bellies, not just Earth. So it's not oh. just a singular deal with our planet. Uh, given so they that, think that other planets crash into other planets, like what yep, happened here. Yep, we're not the only Twix in the uh, in the galaxy. <laughs> we're not the only one with a cookie center and caramel crunch. Wait, no, caramel center and cookie crunch, right? But that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I've been mesmerized by the the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, Buffalo. Oh yeah, I woke he walks up this. With his wings. Yeah, I woke up this morning singing that damn bourbon chicken wing uh, <laughs> commercial. Yeah, and beat up isn't good. <laughs> no, it isn't. Good wing. No, no, it's terrible. Lately, I, 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 I swear to you, I'm going to send you on a mission if I can. I don't know what your fee is for this. I want you to destroy all singing commercial guys. Oh, okay. Start with the BK guy and and end with the, uh, the Hank is his name. I found that out today. Hank, oh, okay. The uh, Hank the Buffalo Wild Wings Buffalo. Okay. If you, you want. I, I, I'll, find, I'll find where they are. I got them. Yeah, em. just work up a fee for me. I'll have to take out a bank <laughs> loan, but uh, we'll, yeah. They got to all be in the same studio. Oh, good. yeah. Yeah. I'll just go find the jingle studio and take care of it. Yeah, just just go right through <laughs> it. I'll, I'll send you with a keg of beer, a cigar, and, and just uh, run through how, it. How did they live in the 50s with all those jingles? Because the good ones last. You know, the my baloney has a first name. You know, that yeah. those all last. Yeah. But there's some really bad ones from back in the day. The BK guy, I want to yeah. I want to pull his penis through his ass. Oh, I do too. I do not like yeah. him. No. I, he ranks right up there with the pubic hair and period people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the really bad fat girl dancing for the Jardins. Jardins? <gasps> Jardins? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they said they wanted to put me on Jardians, I said, I'm not singing and dancing like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I would love to see you in the commercial. I told uh, Mrs. Bruiser, I said, you and Tim need to, to go out and do this. You're yeah. better than this lady. Sure, sure. We could we could come up with something cooler than that. Well, she figured she'd put you in like, we, we'd get you, uh, it'd start as a wheelchair. We'd, we'd start the shot with you in a wheelchair and her pushing you. Oh, okay. Over, sudden, over a cliff? <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, okay. no. Just down the street. All of a sudden. Flowers and stuff would come around, and they'd start oh. talking about Jardians, and you'd all mm -hmm. of a sudden get a little frisky, and you'd you'd stand up from your wheelchair, and uh -huh. you'd slide over your knee caddy, and you guys would just dance down the yellow brick road. Wow, I like that. Oh, I thought this through because that lady annoys me so much on that. Commercial. Yeah, she, she's she a does. horrible dancer. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I take Jardians because it makes me dance. Look at me, I've got ants in my fucking pants. I don't know. It's 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 weird, but it yeah it it yeah it oh. Mm. All right, back back to the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just about. Yep. I, I'm sorry. It got to commercial stuff. I know. Uh, but uh, essentially, there's there's all kinds of two and one planets all over the galaxies. What scientists are saying. Uh, and it, it happened in a lot of many early star systems. NASA's InSight mission to Mars, which ended last year, has revealed unprecedented, uh, <laughs> I can't even say the name, the, uh, the word, revealed unprecedented details about the red planet's interior. And future missions could potentially detect the relics of extraterrestrial worlds within other extraterrestrial worlds like otherworldly nesting dolls. That's probably a better uh, example than Twix cookie 
crunch. I'm still on Halloween candy. <laughs> well, the, the, the nesting doll would be a great Halloween costume. How about that? It would be. It would be. Uh, so there you go. That's that's essentially the the name of that tune with that story. So are they tying the? Um, I wonder if they're going to tie the meteor that killed the dinosaurs off to this planet. Like it was this planet that collided with us that killed the dinosaurs. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. Because you'd think a planet coming at us would be the size of a, you know, that would cause a major catastrophe, you know. Yeah, a catastrophe? Sure. That's, yeah. Yeah. Words. Yeah, words are hard. Their words are hard today. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think I'm still drinking my coffee. (laughs) Yeah, well, I used all mine up with Tess Gerritsen yesterday. So that's, that's how that went. Uh, you have those highfalutin authors on and you just uh, you use them all up. You try to impress them and then you, you come on here and you go, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> I love bourbon chat and wings. Uh, yeah. And you start singing that all, you know, all morning and you're just, <laughs> you're done. Uh, we go to Vancouver Island Bruiser where a UFO sighting there has been featured on a new collectible coin. We actually oh. got this story from a, a listener of ours. And again, words is hard. And I'm going to try to pronounce the name of our, our listener who sent it. But I I don't want to fail miserably. <laughs> Let's just call him Chief. Thanks, Chief. Well, I, again, I, I, I don't know if it's a him or her because it's, it's a very complex name. Let's call them Chief. Them Chief, right. Uh, well, Chief would be, I, I think, I think isn't, uh, isn't a correct uh, nickname in this day and age either boss boss is a good one i like boss boss is, i say boss when i don't know boss or bud boss or bud is always good actually i think i can nail this you ready <clears throat> yep. i've limbered up i've done my squats i think i can do this uh this is i believe it's kiriaki yeah kiriaki karagiolis you can correct me kiriaki if i'm wrong a beautiful name male yeah. or female yes yes so i yeah so that's why i was gonna say i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to massacre the names yeah male or female that is an yeah. awesome awesome name yeah very much so that's why i didn't want to i didn't want to butcher it so that but uh kiriaki sent this in so uh so back to the story Back to the story here. This uh, UFO sighting on Vancouver Island is featured on a new collectible coin in uh, in Canada. British Colombian artist Patrick, I believe it's Belanger because it has a little um, accent over it. Oh, okay. Otherwise, but it'd be French, Belanger. That French, that French stuff you guys do up there. Yeah, Belanger. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of Belanger, we have Jeff Belanger coming on the program here couple, next oh, couple cool. of weeks. Yeah, he's got a new book on Krampus, so we're having him on the program. Oh yeah, we're in the holiday season, aren't we? We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We've got uh, uh, we've got Thanksgiving coming up, and then before you know it, we're in the Krampus season and the Christmas season. Krampus uh, Krampus is beginning of uh, Krampus knocked is uh, beginning of December. I'm excited because uh, my buddy, his son, just turned two, and when my children were younger, he told them about Krampus and it freaked them out. Oh yeah, yeah. So the tides have turned. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to sit little little Jay down. And I'm going to look him right in the eye and tell him the history of Krampus, and then give him back to his mom and dad. <laughs> there you go. Well, Jeff has a wonderful book out on it. We'll talk about it here. Let me think. When do we have him booked? We have him booked. Is it next week? Week after? I'm trying to remember. I think it's next week. Yes, next week because the week after we've got Lon Strickler. Ah, we'll be talking okay. crypt, cryptids. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. 
so Vancouver Island, British Columbia artist. We will get through the story, I swear, folks. I know I've got a little ADD today, but I, I, I'm. We'll get through it. Uh, British Columbian artist Patrick Belanger designed the coin for the Royal Canadian Mint, depicting the 1970 Duncan incident, the unexplained sighting of a brightly lit object above a Vancouver Island hospital by a group of nurses in 1970, has now been immortalized by a special glow-in-the-dark coin. The latest collectible silver coin produced by the Royal Canadian Mint features an eerie scene by British Columbian Patrick or artist Patrick Bellinger throw, or, <laughs> throwing a nurse. No, uh, showing a nurse <laughs> pulling back curtains to reveal a floating saucer shaped craft with a glass like dome and two shadowy figures inside. The $20 coin, which is rectangular in shape, is the sixth in the Mint's Canada's Unexplained Phenomena series which depicts unexplained encounters from the country's past. When you say it, you have to say, Canada's unexplained. No, not that either. God damn it. It's one of those days. Phenomena. There you go. Thank you, Bruiser. You got it. Yeah. It's Canada's unexplained. Phenomena. There we go. Series, which depicts unexplained encounters from the country's past. Like the other coins in the series, it comes with a blacklight flashlight. That is awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That activates glow-in-the-dark technology in the coin. The so-called Duncan incident happened on the morning of January 1st, 1970, when a nurse at a hospital in Duncan, British Columbia, claimed to have seen a UFO with two humanoid figures inside. According to a news release by the Mint, the nurse called over another colleague to witness the object just as it silently and swiftly moved away, though its lights were still visible to two more witnesses who joined them at the window. In the same release, Canadian UFO expert Chris Rutkowski said the Duncan incident remains shrouded in mystery more than 50 years later. The RCMP officer who investigated the case was puzzled and could not explain the incident, said Rutkowski. Uh, the Mint did call on Bellinger, who runs the Drifter Studio on Gabriola Island in British Columbia's Gulf Islands to help create a coin based on the sighting. They sent out a brief, and based on that, I did my own research, he said, adding that he found the story intriguing. Yeah, it is very intriguing. Yeah. That's cool they're uh, commemorating it. What's that? That's cool they're commemorating it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. It's better than those loonies and toonies they have up there, I tell you oh, what. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I love the loonies and the toonies. Yeah, you you're, them, you're the only one. Put them together, you get loony tunes. <laughs> there you go. See, that's my own. Together, and I get a beer with change. <laughs> there you go. Beer with change. Uh, let's move on. The Pentagon strongly has urged military members to report UFO programs using a new website. Strongly urged, Bruiser. It's 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 very strongly worded in the email they sent out. <laughs> that's right. In other words, do it or else. If you're a current or former government employee with knowledge of any programs or activity related to UFOs, the Pentagon would love to talk to you. In other words, get on the horn. So Papa Bruiser falls under that because he was a, a county jail guard. That's a government job, isn't it? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm about to tell him, hey. And he lives, you know, he lives in Arizona. He does. He I, sees stuff all the time, he says. And I'm like, take a video with your phone. He's like, I don't, well, how do you do that? <laughs> well, that's right. And <laughs> tell him just to stick to Red Dead and don't, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Halloween, the head of 
the Pentagon's UFO investigation program held an off-camera press conference and took questions from the media uh, over the course of 30 minutes. Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or Arrow, talked about UAPs, balloons, how government employees can report prog- or programs or government activities related to UFOs, and alleged whistleblower David Grush. Oh, they were oh, talking okay. behind his back. Oh. Hmm. The first order of business was the announcement of a new website that will allow people with a connection to the U.S. government to report any UFO-related programs or activities that they're aware of dating back decades. According to Kirkpatrick, the AIARO, AIARO, because I can't speak today, you know, I'm too excited from that Vikings victory, you know, uh, is only looking for current or former U.S. government employees, service members, or contractors with direct knowledge of alleged U.S. government programs or activities related to UAP dating back to 1945. I'd also like to take this opportunity to strongly encourage any current or former U.S. government employees, military, or civilian, or contractors who believe that they've first-hand knowledge of a U.S. government UAP program or activity to please come forward using this new secure reporting mechanism, Kirkpatrick said. We want to hear from you. As I've said, the information you submit in the form will be protected. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Uh, Kirkpatrick said that any information shared would be confidential and only shared with Aero staff. We understand that members of the public are also interested in reporting UAP sightings to Arrow. He said, we are exploring methods for how the public can do so in the forthcoming third phase of the secure reporting mechanism, but I don't have anything to announce that today. Oh, I cannot wait for this to get hacked. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Hello, Anonymous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, too, it's the government. So... You got to pay the dollar ninety nine sign up fee every time you sign in. Yeah, yeah. There's there's probably some catch to it. <laughs> Part of the remit of the arrow was an official reporting mechanism for both government employees and the public. Several members of Congress have criticized the arrow for the delay in creating that reporting mechanism. Startups like Enigma Labs have attempted to create an app based reporting mechanism to sell to the Pentagon, but this new website is the first official resource for wider reporting. Critically, the new website is not for reporting sightings. Please do not use this unclassified website to submit current operational reports of UAP sightings, encounters that may have happened during the course of your official U.S. government duties as a secure member or service member, rather. Federal employer contract personnel, the site said, please follow the process established by your service branch or federal agency to report the information to Arrow. In other words, don't give away state secrets on the website that's bad and basically hey you're if you're done working for the government come back and work for us (laughs) yeah that's right as far as david grush went towards the end of the round table a journalist asked about the about ufo whistleblower david grush grush claimed to have knowledge of secret government ufo projects the exact kind of thing kirkpatrick said he wanted people to talk about grush claimed he conducted several interviews with other witnesses and even testified before congress According to Kirkpatrick, he's never talked to Grush about UFOs, despite the arrow reaching out several times. Kirkpatrick did, or did say he talked to the man five years ago, but about other things and well before the creation of the arrow. I think we've interviewed most of the people that may he may have talked uh, to, but we don't know about that, Kirkpatrick said. 
and we've extended an invitation at least four or five times now for him to come in over the last eight months or so, and it has been declined. Really? I wonder why he won't. He will go in front of Congress, but he won't go in front of the actual committee. I'm curious. Maybe he thinks he's in danger if he does so. I think he's so public right now. I think him going public like he did kind of protected him. Well, I think he thinks there's safety in numbers, yeah. So he, yeah. he sits in front of a committee and he's in public. Well, he can't be picked off or put in a black van never to return. <laughs> right. He sits in front of a smaller committee. Well, they lock the doors and anything can happen. Yeah. You know, he goes in the Arrow headquarters and he's never heard from again. Yeah. As long as there's cameras and there's press, well, nothing can happen. Yeah. You know, you're safe. Kirkpatrick also addressed a few of these specific claims. Uh, made by Grush, including that the U.S. government has reverse-engineered alien spacecraft. He says, I currently have no evidence of any program having ever ex existed to do any sort of reverse-engineering of any sort of extraterrestrial UAP program, Kirkpatrick said as he winked at the camera. I'm kidding. I'm going to say he's contradicting everything the committee's been saying. Yeah, well, I think he's, you know. He's trying to save his job is what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. We do have a requirement by law to bring those whistleblowers or other interviewees in, in who think that it does exist, and they may have information that pertains to that. We do not have any of that evidence right now, he went on to say. Yeah, I'm not sending Papa Bruiser to this website. I no, don't want no. go and listen. That's why I said keep him on Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, he can, he can yell all he wants on there about the aliens. That's right. And finally, Bruiser, before we go to break, I want you to think about this next line very carefully. Uranus could hold the key to finding alien life after the latest bombshell discovery. Oh, you know what? Mrs. Bruiser actually told me that last night. Did she? Oh, I ripped a loud one. <laughs> exact ver word for word is what she said to me. She said, wow, there could be alien life in that one. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and I, of course, blame the dog. <laughs> Always. Which one do you blame it on now? Talia's, well, Ziggy's aren't loud. Talia's are loud. Yeah. For, it, for that little, she is a little poot scooter. Like, for that little body, <laughs> she has a lot of gas. And then Ziggy's more, Ziggy's is real quiet, but she'll, wait, what Ziggy does is, if she's comfortable, she'll do it. Yeah. She'll pick up her head and look around the room and then put her head back down. She wants to see if anybody notices. Ah, uh, see, she's a performer. Yeah. yeah, Talia just, she'll look you right in the eyes, and you'll just hear, <laughs> Oh, God. She's a, she's a darer, is what she is. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> scientists are in a race to uncover more information on a Northern Lights-style aurora spotted on the planet Uranus, which could be a huge step in alien life forms being discovered. An infrared Northern Lights-style aurora on Uranus could be the key to helping mankind finally track down alien life that according to scientists the aurora on the distant planet was spotted by boffins you ever had somebody boffin uranus <laughs> just saying no but i want to keep boffins away from my anus <laughs> uh looking at the temperatures of the gas giants in the solar system and they hope that they've the findings uh, could help explain the magnetic fields of other planets close to Earth. That could help them discover if distant planets support alien life. Physicist Emma Thomas, who's probably had a little bit of boffin in her anus, um, <laughs> from the University of Leicester, was the lead author on the new study. 
She said the temperature of all the gas giant planets, including Uranus, <laughs> are hundreds of degrees Kelvin Celsius above what models predict if only warmed by the sun, leaving us with the big question of how these planets are so much hotter than expected. It's, it's a question mark. Everybody loves a hot Uranus. <laughs> you know, the, the figures... I've been is, told mine is pretty hot. Is, have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told that numerous times, Who's, male and female. Really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that after you come out in trunks? Both. <laughs> uh, is it? Let me ask you this: Do you think they sent out a woman to tell us this on purpose because the guys couldn't get through the script? <laughs> yes, because you know, all those years ago when they found this planet, it was two guys like us in lab coats. Mm-hmm joking around and one goes eureka look another planet <laughs> uranus I uranus s- is out uranus is out i say nigel there's <laughs> quite a bit of gas coming out of uranus <laughs> this planet is mostly gas what shall we call it let's call it anus like our bottoms no like your anus <laughs> <laughs> it's not my anus it's perfectly powdered and smells like flowers <laughs> according to the daily star <laughs> By analyzing Uranus's aurora, <laughs> which is one brown eye to another. I uh, want some single guy to try that in a bar as a pickup line. Really? Can I analyze Uranus? <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. I'm uh, with science. <laughs> I'm with science. Can I analyze Uranus? I'm with science. <laughs> it's all got to be. I'm with science. Can I analyze Uranus? <laughs> That's, that's a hell of a pickup line. Uh, by analyzing Uranus's aurora, which directly connects to both the planet's magnetic field, I better know, and atmosphere, we can make predictions about the atmospheres and magnetic fields of those worlds, and hence their suitability for life. Our results will go on to broaden our knowledge of ice giant auroras and strengthen our understanding of planetary magnet, magnetic fields in our solar system and at exoplanets and even our own planet. Uh, earlier this year, scientists revealed new data found two of the 27 moons orbiting Uranus. <laughs> it's got that kind of gravitational pull. I've met some anuses <clears throat> like that. Yeah, oh, God. Mm, no. Just saying. Sometimes they got a shape, sometimes they don't. <laughs> uh, they could have oceans deep beneath their surface. Well, <laughs> Especially on Taco Tuesday. That depends if it looks like milk in a bag. Oh! uh, (laughs) Where extraterrestrials could also be present. Ooh! So they left a little something behind. (laughs) (laughs) There's some Klingons on Uranus? A little bit. Uh, And for many astronomers, the question is no longer whether there's life elsewhere in the universe, but it is when it will be found... (laughs) It's not if there's lights, where the fuck is it? <laughs> That's right. Experts are hopeful of detecting life signs in a faraway world within our lifetimes, possibly in the next few years. And one scientist believes that it would be surprising if there was no life on one of Jupiter's freezing moons. You know, we are in so much trouble if they find life on Uranus before any other planet, because it's going to be nothing but sick jokes all over the place. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just humanity's downfall is we laugh at Uranus. And now if they find living beings in Uranus. <laughs> the big headline, there's been something crawling on Uranus the entire time. 
Like, it's gonna make our show great. Oh <laughs> God! Yeah. You're like giggling the whole time. It'll it'll be a half hour story. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, Bruiser, you're gonna be disappointed by one of our AI stories. Uh, I'm disappointed at all our AI stories. AI has taken one of your dream jobs, my friend. Oh, great! There's controversy here in Charlotte. Really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll see if you have the story. Now I'll just say the blurb. Yeah. I hate AI. It's so bad. <laughs> and AI has found a way around President Biden. We'll tell you how. One of his policies, they've already outsmarted our president. I was going to say, didn't he just come up with these policies? He did. He just came up with these regulations <laughs> was the, the other day. Last week he had the meeting about coming up with these policies, and they've already figured out a way. They've great. Already, this they've, looks great for us humans. Way to go. That's right. They've already figured out a way around uh, President Biden's regulations. Uh, so we've got that coming up. Also, we've got haunted doll stories today. Couple of different haunted doll stories, including a woman who's trying to do it right. She won't allow the haunted dolls in her house, but somehow she still has troubles. Okay. I'm curious about that. Yeah. So that's coming up as well. And we do have one final Halloween story today. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, clean up the Halloween inventory, much like you got your leftover Halloween candy. We have one leftover Halloween story. <laughs> so that's coming up today it's a supernatural and, and news. we have something about the halloween candy too don't we yes we've got parachute stories about yeah. your halloween candy you guys sent in your your uh your we requested stories about your favorite halloween candy so we've got some parachute stories about your favorite halloween candy yes. uh we will talk about that when we come back you're listening to supernatural news and parachute right here on the best in paranormal podcasting this is darkness radio Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the best in paranormal podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. Right over there is the BCB Beer City Bruiser. Together they call us a cruiser and a bruiser. I just don't have it today in my throat. I I'm was going to say, not and the I, whole big spiel. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I, 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 I can't hit it today. I'm sorry. I, I had a bad night <clears throat> throat-wise. So, I yeah, I just can't. You probably can hear it in my voice today, but yeah, it's, it was a bad night. So, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, uh, no screaming like an idiot today. <laughs> Can't do it. Just we're just gonna be regular idiots. <laughs> yeah, just gonna be regular idiots today. Uh, and and with uh, the regular idiot syndrome uh, comes the regular idiot AI. Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, of course, because humanity's idiots for making them. <laughs> that's that's a good tie-in, Bruiser. Way to make that segue. That Thank was, you. That was good. working on it. Yeah, good segue question is is a rogue ai company training a powerful ai itself on a barge to avoid u.s regulations that's right not even a week and a half after president biden signed the legislation saying hey we need regulations on ai have they taken it offshore <laughs> so instead of pirate radio we have pirate ai now that's right we have pirate ai because wasn't that a, a thing back in the 70s and 80s where they put radio stations on boats out in the middle of the ocean yes. they could say whatever they wanted pirate radio yeah 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 uh. dell complex not the dell as in do 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 but uh dell del claims it's an ai company that put 10,000 gpus in international waters what's going on with that you may ask well after president biden's executive order on artificial intelligence technologies was announced this past week, one company posted that it had taken an extraordinary step to avoid a new requirement that firms must report to the government if they are training a powerful AI model, taking a bunch of computer hardware and putting it on a barge in international waters. <laughs> international waters means international laws. That's right. Don't have to listen to the president. That's right. Dell Complex, which advertises itself as an AI research company, announced the Blue Sea Frontier Compute Cluster, or BSFCC, in an X post on Monday. The BSFCC is supposedly a solar-powered barge loaded with 10,000 NVIDIA H100 CPUs, which are designed for AI training and cost $30,000 each. So we know where they're all at. Let's blow them up. Well, that, that's we can a, handle this AI problem right now. That's true, but they're they're private property. Okay, we're in international waters. True. Those guys could do what they did to <clears throat> Captain Phillips. We can go to some AI barge. <laughs> Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah, we just need uh, we just need to hire some Somali pirates, and we could take it over. <laughs> uh, Dell Complex calls the barge a sovereign nation state. This is why we can't. Oh man, yeah. mm -hmm. that means we can't touch them at all. That's right. Complete with its own security forces, so they'll fight back. It's a bunch of nerds. Yep. 
The Biden. <laughs> They're going to point their fingers and go pew, pew, pew. You're supposed to fall <laughs> down. I shot you. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> the Biden admin's AI executive order and the EU's AI Act aim to centralize control under guise of safety. Dell Complex wrote in its post, the solution is at sea. Our matey will take Del it Complex to the sea. Wrote, we don't give a shit about your rules. We're going to sea. That's right. The announcement came with a realistic-looking image of the BSFCC, including diagrams of the barge. Subsequent tweets went into specific detail about the supposed features of the BSFCC. The announcement post went viral with over 2.2 million views. The replies indicate many believed it wholeheartedly, including tut-tutting and poking holes in the apparent plan. At the time of writing, tut-tutting and poking holes. I love it. What is tut-tutting? I've never heard that phrase Tut-tut. No, no. Right. That's 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 a subtle way of saying it was uh, just a uh, empty, empty. Um, what would tut-tutting be? It would be like it'd be empty shaming. Is what. It okay. Is. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, the replies indicate that it, many believed it wholeheartedly, tut-tutting and, and poking holes in it in the apparent plan. At the time of writing, the post had not been appended with a community note to correct it, which typically happens fairly quickly on Twitter when a false post goes viral. Several articles online, including one at Tom's Hardware, have taken the announcement at face value. So they say they think it's real. Okay. Okay. But I think it's real. You think it's real? Yeah, I don't know. see why they wouldn't do it. Okay. But there's one glaring issue, it says here. Dell Complex is not a real AI company, and its barge is similarly fake. Okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. The first tip-off is that Dell Complex describes itself as an alternate reality corporation. Some of the images in its otherwise convincing-looking website have the hallmarks of being the product of AI generation, including garbled text and strange facial features. One image features two women in hazmat suits eating what looks like a jumbled combination of soup and salad using gigantic fork spoons. I can show you the image here, Bruiser. This is, this is what it so, looks like. Oh, God, that's scary. <laughs> Her <laughs> smile. Is the scariest smile I've seen since the movie Smile, isn't it? Oh yeah. my gosh, that that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what's in the actual. So it this is. is an AI company that's showing the flaws in our in our, our society laws. Yeah, yeah. Finally, Dell Complex is selling NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain as well as clothing merch. So basically, it's holding a middle finger up to the government. Yeah. Yeah. To find out more about the Dell Complex project, Motherboard reached out to Sterling Crispin. He's an artist and software developer who has the experience in the NFT space. One of his works was recently purchased by uh, Snow Crash author Neil Stevenson as his first NFT and lists himself as a researcher at Dell Complex and his ex-bio. Crispin promoted Dell Complex's NFTs on Sunday and his own post on the BSFCC received 1.2 million views on X. It's just kind of interesting. It's out there if you want to look at it, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of an interesting article. Yeah, hopefully we learn from it. You know what I mean? Be yeah. like, hey, this is a possibility. Let's put in some protocols. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's, they want to know what kind of company is going to take over the human race, look at Dell Company. They right there. They're literally putting the middle finger in all the humans' faces. Right. Right. Yeah. It. Uh, 
scary, yes. Um, <laughs> but but uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, that this uh, that this little operation wants to hold the middle finger up and say, "Hey, you know what? If we really wanted to, we could put it out in a barge somewhere." Yeah, like, we look could, what we're doing. Yeah, look at this. Look at that. All right, Bruce, are you ready for this? I I guess I have to be. Your dream job, my friend, has been given away to AI. Oh, great. What what job do I have? A Pol- Not have now. A Polish spirits company has appointed AI as its CEO. <laughs> because AI knows what spirits taste like. A robot vows no personal bias, only unbiased and strategic choices. Are we not forgetting the grocery store that let AI put together grocery lists for you and recipes and came up with mustard gas? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, those mustard gas martinis are something else. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. Well, many workers are worried artificial intelligence will take their job one day. A Polish drinks company is handing over the CEO role to a robot. You go right ahead. Go right ahead. I will no longer drink any of your alcohol. Dictador, that's the name of it. Dictador, you say it, not me. D I C T A D O R, Dictador. Sounds like an injury. And my limping. My Dictador. <laughs> A lot of us tried to do that in, uh, in high school, but failed miserably. Uh, best known for its rums, has appointed a robot. You ever drink Polish rum? That sounds like a joke. Nope. <laughs> hmm. I've only had fed Polish vodka. Yeah, Polish vodka's good. Yeah. Polish rum? No. You I, know, I like the Caribbean rums, the spiced rums. Yeah. And, uh, there are a lot of pirates looking for Polish rum. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whiskey, I go with either a good old American whiskey or some uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah. Polish rum. Nope. No Polish rum. Hmm. No, and now especially no Polish rum because it's run by a freaking robot. Yeah, I don't want to take arsenic. I think a uh, I think a Polish robot runs backwards. <laughs> I don't know. Dictador uh, has appointed a robot run with artificial intelligence to oversee the company. It goes by the name Mika. Dictador's board decision is revolutionary and bold at the same time. Says Dictador Europe President Marek. Zoldrowski, in a statement, the first human-like robot with AI and a company structure will change the world as we know it forever, he went on to say. Significant decisions like hiring and firing are still in the hands of the humans at the company. Uh, okay, okay. So the robot just can't fire everybody because you're not living up to your, your output. Right. Instead, Mika will largely focus on choosing artists to design custom bottles. Nobody will have hands, of course, or they'll have right. five, five. They'll have five or more fingers. They never. They always have six fingers on each hand, and their weird. smiles are weird. But yeah, yeah. Uh, my decision-making process relies on extensive data analysis and aligning with the company's strategic obje- objectives. Mika said in an interview. Yes, had an interview with Reuters. No, you got you booked a robot because you don't want to pay a human being to do that job. Miko you're was, lazy, you're dumb, and you're going to poison millions of Polish people. <laughs> I'm glad I don't want to go to Poland. Oh, I do want to go to Poland. 
maybe you could meet with Mika. You could do no, a, do God. an interview for us. I'm just, I'm keeping my dick away from all the doors out there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not slamming my dick in any door for any Polish rum. Oh, that was almost Kennedy. Like, I'm not sticking my dick in any door for any Polish rum. Ich bin ein Berliner. By the way, it was the uh, it was the anniversary of the Ich bin ein Berliner Berliner um, uh, speech. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he did do that before he got shot, didn't he? <laughs> God, Perser. Um, yeah. Well, this... he gets shot in a couple weeks. <laughs> yes, but I. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, I but. Yeah, so I walked around the house this past weekend before the Vikings game going, Ich bin ein Berliner, I am not a donut. You should have been doing it before the Kansas City Dolphins game because I was in Germany. <laughs> well, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I was I was yeah. watching the Kansas City game going, Ich bin ein Berliner, I am not a donut. <laughs> Which supposedly is a fallacy. I don't know. Uh, anyways, back to the 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 um, donut-making, door-slamming um Robot. Rum company. Rum company. Uh, Mika went on to say, it's devoid of personal bias, ensuring unbiased and strategic choices that prioritize the organization's best interests. It probably doesn't hurt that Mika also happily works 24-7 without demanding stock options. Oh, gosh. See, they're cheap. Yeah. That's what it is. They don't want to pay somebody. Yeah. Well... Good luck when your thousand employees die because they're drinking, you know, poison rum. <laughs> a PR stunt? Of course it is. But that doesn't make it worth dismissing immediately, it says here in the article. Dictador has been on the forefront of technology-based stunts like this, last week offering what it called the world's first tokenization of aged rum and offering rum via NFT last year, which quickly raised $25,000 for the company. Now, how am I going to taste this NFT, and how is it going to get me drunk? <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good point. You're, you're, okay, cool. I got an NFT. I, NFTs, I think, are stupid. Yeah. But NFT of food and drink now? Come on. What am I supposed to do? Just stare at a picture of your bottle? Yes. That's oh, exactly I right. really want that dick to do her whole. Uh, while Mika may be ornamental, generative AI is expected to be used by companies to make more and more decisions in the years to come. A recent report from McKinsey found that AI would add the equivalent of $2.6 trillion to $4.4 trillion annually to the global economy by 2040. To put that into perspective, the United Kingdom's entire GDP in 2021 was $3.1 trillion. Oh, wow. In addition, the report said AI could enable labor productivity growth of 0.1% to 0.6% annually in that same time. So there you go. And the death of the human race. Essentially, yeah. That's the asterisk. And I don't know if the, this this story is not AI-inspired, so we'll get off the AI thing for now. I know she did. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> um, well, here, here in Charlotte, so I said a little oh, blurb. Yeah, yeah. Here in Charlotte. Yeah. The new thing to do among um, high school students yeah. is to create AI revenge porn. What? Yep. You take your let's say let's say you're you're dating a girl, you ask her to prom, she says no, you go home and you have an AI generate a porn image of her, and then you send it out. And it's so hard to go back to find the creator of it because the AI is constantly changing. Seriously. So that's the running thing right now where they're taking AI out of some of the schools and, and students are being 
not allowed to use the AI stuff for their their projects and whatnot. How I, I think it's I, when I heard that I'm like that is so damning. You know it what is. I mean? Like, yeah. first of all, these are probably underage kids. But second of all, this you know, this girl doesn't want to send you a, a tit pic, so you go to AI and get it created and spread it around. It's not a real picture, but no. nobody you know nobody knows that. Right, and it's and that's going to ruin that girl's life. Yeah, or guy, it could be a guy too. Yeah, you're sullying someone's reputation. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's horrible. And you and I said it. AI is going to be used for bad things. This is a yes. bad thing. Yeah, yeah. it always is. It, technology is always used for bad before good. Yeah, really and this is. is this is it showing. We're now they're starting to ban it from schools around here. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's it. Burn it up in fire. <laughs> <laughs> Go blow up the make-believe boats. And we can use the rum. We can use a dick door rum to dump all over the boat's deck and light it on fire. Light it on fire. And we'll give the Polish people jobs. Yes. There There we go. See, we've solved the the world's problems in just a few minutes. Yeah. (laughs) As I sound like I'm drinking dick door myself. (laughs) Hello. And we're bringing the European economy up because we're giving Europeans jobs. That's right. See that. You're welcome, EU. Yeah. <laughs> Cruiser and Bruiser say thanks. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Cruiser and Bruiser. That should be on the back of a T-shirt. Thank you, Cruiser and Bruiser. <laughs> We're stealing Trish Stratus's gig. Which, by the way, my gosh, she's she is gorgeous in person. Oh, yeah. Very nice, too. Yeah. Very old. Oh, my gosh. Is she ever? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the nicest person in the world. She yeah. took She took like four minutes with each person when she was yeah. signing autographs. Yeah, whenever I did extra work and she was there, she went out of her way to yeah to come say hi, which was which is rare because when you're an extra, you just you feel like you're in the way all the time. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and I, I saw her before makeup and after makeup, not really that much of a change. Right, right. Uh, where Lita, I saw Lita before makeup and after, and I'm like, oh, big change. <laughs> Whoa! But I she know. was also going through all that personal stuff when yeah, I yeah. was an extra. When I saw her in the Indies, after all that, I, I just saw her. Before my surgery, I saw her, and it's like, oh, you look good. You're healthy, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She did. And a sweet, another sweetheart. She looked good on on uh, here in Minneapolis this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just uh, looked very happy, looked very relaxed. That's the thing is happy yeah. and relaxed. Where when I was yeah. there, the you know, because she was going through the personal issues and on the road three hundred days a year. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. A related story, not necessarily AI, but scientists are using a device or researching a device that can induce lucid dreams on demand. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this because of that movie Dreamscape. Yeah. Let me get into the story and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards here. The startup behind Halo is aiming for fut- a future where a wearable headband can give people the experience of awakening in a lucid dream. Uh, the so-called lucid dreams can be extremely meaningful and transformative moments for the roughly half of adults who report having them at least once in their lifetime. That's why a tech startup, Prophetic, uh, aims to bring lucid dreams to a much wider audience by developing a wearable device designed to spark the experience when desired. Prophetic is the brainchild of Eric Wolberg, 
a chief executive officer and Wesley Lewis Berry III, who doesn't sound like he has anything stuck straight up his ass. <laughs> hey, who's the money guy in that partnership? <laughs> I guess it's the latter, uh, who is the chief technology officer, believe it or not. The pair co-founded the company earlier this year with the goal of combining technologies such as ultrasound and machine learning models to detect when dreamers are in REM sleep to induce and stabilize lucid dreams with that device called the Halo. It's an extraordinary thing to become aware in your own mind and in your own dreams. It's a surreal and spiritual-esque experience, said Wahlberg, who has had lucid dreams since he was 12 years old. Recreationally, it's the ultimate VR experience, he's saying. You can fly, you can make a building rise out of the ground, and you can talk to dream characters, and you can explore. The list of benefits of lucid dreaming is long, noted Barry in the same call to Motherboard. Uh... There's everything from helping with PTSD, reducing anxiety, and improving mood, confidence, motor skills, and creativity. The benefits are really outstanding. Prophetic does not make any medical claims about its forthcoming products. Halo is tentatively slated for a 2025 release, though Wahlberg and Barry both expressed optimism about broader scientific research that suggests lucid dreams can reduce PTSD-related nightmares, promote mindfulness, and open new windows into the mysterious nature of consciousness. To explore the links further, Prophetic has partnered with the Donders Institute, a research center at Radboud University in the Netherlands, that is, or it's Radboud, I'm sorry, University in the Netherlands, that is focused in neuroscience and cognition to generate the largest data set of EEG and functional magnetic resonance uh, to or I'm sorry, magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI um, uh, observations. I'm sorry, FM, fMRI, functional magnetic uh, observations of lucid dreamers, according to the company. The collaboration will also explore one of the central technologies behind Prophetic's visions, which is known as transcranial focused ultrasound, or TUS. This non-invasive technique uses low-intensity ultrasound pulses, to probe the brain and interact with neural activity with a depth and precision that cannot be achieved with previous methods, such as transcranial electrical stimulation and transcranial magnetic stimulation. I already see issues with this. I do too. <clears throat> that is, the brain is not meant to be messed with magnetically or electrically. Correct. And if you do that, if you stimulate that repeatedly, you throw off the signals within the brain which can cause other issues. Okay. Let's see if they address that in this article. Well, I worry because humans have addictive natures, yes. tendencies. Yes. And, and I know when someone loses a loved one, yep, they want yep. that extra time with that loved one. The lucid dreams is because we've all, we've said this on the show. Lucid dreams are them coming to visit you from the other side. Yeah. They're, coming to say hi, whatever you can get addicted to spending time with that person. Yeah. And never leave. Uh, Johnny mnemonic, um, did in a movie like that where it was, they got addicted to VR. Yes. Because it was better than real life. Yeah. I've had a couple lucid. I mean, we've all had dreams. We're like, man, didn't want to wake up from that one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this is just amplifying it. And then you take in what you said with the magnetic and throwing our sensors off in our brains. How do we know someone's not just going to never leave? Tell you what, I'm going to post this article because it's kind of involved. You decide for yourself. There's a lot of science behind it. 
There's a lot of talk of manipulating the brain in order to create and stabilize lucid dreams. I question it a little bit as to whether you can stabilize the brain using multiple magnetic and electrical signals and continue to have that be safe over a long period of time. I understand. As a brain, we don't know so much about, we've learned so much about the brain in the past couple of years, but we still know nothing about the brain, you know? Yeah. The one thing that Wahlberg and Barry expressed confidence in is that their approach will work based in part on the successful induction of lucid dreams by other methods, according to a 2014 study that found that stimulation in the lower gamma band during REM sleep influences ongoing brain activity and induces self-reflective awareness and dreams they know it'll work they know the technology will work and induce lucid dreams based on going into the gamma area of sleep we get that mm-hmm. they know how to make it work they know how to induce the lucid area of sleep that's fine but now you're asking are you opening pandora's box or are you opening a gateway mm-hmm. okay so that's that's topic number one topic number two is are you permanently messing with pathways of the brain that are meant to open and close? And are you slamming those open or are you slamming them shut? Are you messing with those gateways that are, are not supposed to be messed with? Especially yeah, what, what happens if one gets permanently stuck open, right? Are you stuck in a constant lucid dream or have you damaged the brain in some way where people can't deal with it? There's another thing, too, that factors in there's people with traumatic brain injuries. Yes. That alters your brain dynamic. Well, and that's the other thing. Are you opening somebody up to potentially at that point schizophrenia? Are you making somebody's schizophrenia worse? Are you making somebody's mental illness worse? Right. By messing with magnetic uh, signals or messing with uh, the electrical signals in their brain. And what's it going to do to the other functions of the body? Right. Because you're taking that electricity from somewhere. Where is the brain getting it from? Right. Where are they taking those electrical impulses from? Yep. Or are you messing with someone who potentially, let's say they have a, like you said, musculoskeletal disease, MS, something like that. Are you, are you further degenerating that disease mm-hmm. before it's time? Uh, lots of different questions. Let's move on. Uh, we go to a Florida thrift store. You can find all kinds of things at a Florida thrift store, Bruiser. Oh, of course you can. They're, they're the best. Uh, I want to thank our listeners for sending this story in as well. <laughs> Evidently, one of those things you can find at a Florida thrift store is a human skull. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been to stores where you can get human skulls. You shouldn't be able to. <laughs> it's illegal. Well, shrunken heads and stuff. Uh, well, not a real human skull. Oh, no, I've been to museums with real human skulls. Right, but not an actual thrift store. You shouldn't be able to buy one. Um, no, no, no. no tricks. It had a made in China on the bottom. Okay, good. Yeah, good. I just um, figured it was pain. This actually came from a human. This uh, There was no made in China on the bottom of the skull. No tricks or treats for an anthropologist after he made a frightful discovery inside a Florida thrift store. The Lee County Sheriff's Office Major Crimes Unit detectives were alerted to a thrift store in North Fort Myers after a skull was located inside last weekend. Deputies say the shopper, who happened to be an anthropologist, that's a good way to notice what it's are a real the odds? skull. <laughs> right? Right? Thank God he's thrifty. Right. Notice that the skull in the Halloween section 
was there and realized that it was a real human skull. After further investigation, detectives on the scene believed the skull to be human as well. Uh, the store owner said the skull was located in a storage unit and was purchased years ago. The Lee County Sheriff's Office is now working in conjunction with the District 21 Medical Examiner's Office to facilitate further testing on the skull. Investigators believe that the case is not suspicious. No, I've heard of... Because remember when Storage Wars was a real big thing on TV? Yep. And everyone wanted to go do that because they thought it was good. I know of a couple people that have found human body parts in storage, you know, storage units and whatnot. Yeah. And, and nine times out of ten, it's not a crime. But then there's that one time, you know. Right, right. Well, speaking of weird things you can find on Halloween, uh, let's talk about candy. Okay. And, and different candies that people may like, dislike. Um, you seem to stir up a little bit of a controversy with popcorn balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. No, I'm not, I'm not opposed to them. I, I enjoy a good popcorn ball every once in a while. I'm not... I'm, uh. I'm not, um, let's say they're not my favorite treat, but, you know, if I get offered one on, on a rare occasion, I'm good with it, you know, uh, yeah. but, but you're, you're of a mind that you like them, right? Popcorn bowls? Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not my favorite. Okay. I smash them up before I eat them. Okay. There you go. Well, yeah, it's easier to eat that way. Yeah. 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 But I, it's not my go-to. It's, it's not even on my top 10. Right, right, right. Um, well, Corey McCann wrote in and said, uh, hey, Tim, and your other host, he didn't know if you'd be here or not. He oh, thought maybe I'm here. Mally might I'm here. I, I saved this for, for when you were here. I'm here. Uh, so I'm sure I'm late on turning this in, but I remember he turned it in right on Halloween. Um, but I remember you calling out to us for our favorite Halloween candy. So Corey says, my top five would be Nerds, Reese's Cups, Snickers, Whoppers, and Pixie Sticks. Okay. Now I'm going to one-up him. Okay. Because nerds are good. Yeah. But have you had those nerd clusters yet? <gasps> oh, those are good. Yeah. That's like crack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't try to So I, it, That though. list is a good list. Uh, I'd move Whoppers down. Really, Whoppers like always. So here's with Whoppers. I always want to have popcorn with Whoppers because that's a that's a movie combo to me. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I got on a Whoppers kick. <laughs> I'm doing the Kennedy thing. I got on a Whoppers kick um, <laughs> right after Halloween because we had a bunch left over from when the kids came around. Yeah. So I've been <laughs> popping Whoppers. That doesn't sound right. Um, now do you do you. Throw it in, chew it up, and swallow it. Or you throw it in, get the chocolate off, let the malt, you know, oh, melt in your mouth. I let how, it, how are you doing? I let it all dissolve. So I let the chocolate yeah. dissolve first. Then you you got to let the malted milk dissolve. Yeah, with that crackling on your tongue. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. Um, you know what i I've gotten to the age where Snickers isn't a thrill anymore. I'd rather no? do Milky Way. Really. Yep, I'd rather do milk. Not not disparaging Milky Way in any way for him, but I, I'm I'm a Snickers guy over a Milky Way guy. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially, it's funny. I like the mini Snickers more than I like a full size bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like the full size. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather do mini Snickers. Um. So I don't know. I'd actually move Snickers down, move Whoppers up, and Pixie Sticks. Oh my God, I have a good memory of Pixie Sticks. Although, oh, I think we all have good memories of Pixie Sticks. <laughs> Although, when you were gone, we talked about the pixie stick poisoning. 
Okay. Yeah. So it, that that was one of the big Halloween crimes that that um, yeah yeah that uh, got everybody checking their candy. Right. Was the pixie stick poisoning, which I'm disappointed locally in Care Eleven News here in Minneapolis. They had some guy on um, on their news right right before Halloween. I think it was the 30th or the 31st. Who was saying, oh, there's never been any poisonings or anything like that major of candy. Your candy is safe. There was that serial killer, the candy man. Right. And the, the pixie stick guy. <laughs> yes, the pixie stick guy. So he, it was completely irresponsible reporting. And again, shame on Care 11 for doing that because uh, no research. And this was an older gentleman. He was probably in his 70s who claimed that none of this stuff ever happened. And... The guy did no research. He just went on to say, oh, you have almost zero chance of anything happening. There's a reason why people take their candy to be screened at hospitals for free. Yeah. There is stuff that's found in candy almost every year. It's very slim. There's a very slim chance that it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But there are jokers out there that, that do things to candy. They, around here, the big thing was drugs and candy. And the thing was fentanyl because fentanyl has... It comes, it looks like sweet tarts. Yes, yeah. And I <laughs> I made this statement, and the other one was like edible, THC edibles. Yeah. And I made this statement out loud and kind of made Mrs. Bruiser giggle. I said, you know the price, the street price on fentanyl right now? Right. There's no way yeah. I'm spending that money and then giving it to some kid. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. And, and, and my edibles, I'm not giving that away either because of how much it costs. <laughs> you know, like. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I get that, but, but but you're right. It, 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 something happened where you had to. I I used to check my kids' candy all the time. Yeah, I didn't go through and look for needle marks or all that. But it was we ran it through a scanner, you know, um, and then before you know they ate it, you felt around the wrapper, made sure it was closed. Mm-hmm. Anything that was open, you took out. Yep. And and there was a time, and maybe not so much now, but there was a time. 80s 90s where you had to do that yeah you know the and and for this guy to go on television and say oh no you, you don't have to do that anymore that's not true and there's a reason why trunk or treat type activities exist or shopping mall activities still exist people still feel that there's a need for them so don't go on television and say oh no you don't have to do that that's uh, you should be checking your kids' stuff if they got it from anybody, whether it be a birthday party, right. trick-or-treating, whatever. Just You're not – it's just looking at their whatever they have, checking it over. It takes two minutes out of your day. Right, right. And exactly. plus you can charge them the parent tax. Yes, that, of course. Yeah, you want to you you know, take advantage of that. I'm doing the work tax. to check this, so here's two for you, one for me. Two for you, one for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, you want to you – you want to, you know, you want to get yours. You got to get yours. I'm just saying. We have any more candy lists? Uh, we do. Yes, we have. We actually have a voicemail, and uh, this voicemail comes from. Uh, I believe this voicemail comes from Ryan. So let's uh, let's cue this up right now, and uh, here is Ryan talking about his favorite candies. <laughs> Hey, Cruiser and the Bruiser. This is Ryan from Kansas. I'll write to you guys soon. I got to catch my brother about one of his ghost stories that's really good. And I see him here around Thanksgiving. But you're talking about Halloween candy. I cannot believe you guys do not like popcorn balls. Those are the best thing. 
but this comes from stealing the candy out of the kids' bags. I mean, collecting parent tax. My wife collects the uh, coconut candy bars, the almond joys, and stuff. I won't touch those. Reese's peanut butter cups, absolute gotta take, gotta have. And um, also, there's a one guy in town here, in our small town of Belleville, that gives out full size candy bars. And you bet you that both, oh, my daughter will get involved in this one. All three of my kids will be at that house tonight. Have a good one. Happy Halloween. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate the, uh, we appreciate the, the voice note. Again, go yeah. to darknessradioshow.com, click on the blue button, and you can leave one just like Ryan. Full size candy bars. Your kids better have three costumes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're hitting that house three times. <laughs> That's right. We we actually had kids that came back. Oh really? Yeah, and we didn't mind. We didn't mind. We had plenty of candy. So, yeah. but it was that it was that kind of night though too. Yeah. I'm surprised they did because it was 26 degrees here in Minnesota. Oh yeah, it's so rough. They were they were they were troopers. So we didn't mind it giving them a second helping. 60, 64 here. Jeez. Right now we're at 76. I'm actually in shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. Like, man, it's just winter. It, it is 41 degrees right now in Minneapolis. Oh, and snowing too, I bet, huh? No, we haven't had snow since Halloween. So, okay. Yep. One more uh, pair here, and then we'll get on with the news today. <laughs> I've been doing JFK impressions because this has to do with JFK. Oh, okay. Uh, this one from Kurt. Kurt says, good insert time of day here to you, cruiser and bruiser. Thank you. He says, I'll get right to the point. When I listened to your show a couple weeks ago, y'all were talking about the JFK assassination. And that triggered a memory on the subject. Ten years ago, I watched the documentary that focused on the theory that JFK was shot by his own security detail. A book called Mortal Error. The shot that killed JFK was the inspiration for this documentary. He has a link that he embedded for us in the uh, email. You mentioned the mob may be responsible for this cover-up, but who does disinformation and cover-ups better than the government? Could be a plausible theory. Love the podcast and keep up the good work. That That's better theory. And I'm glad that he found a documentary on it, but I've, I've heard that theory also. Um, the only thing I refute that theory with is there's so many, there's, there's three major camera shots of the shooting, and you don't see the any of the Secret Service guys pull their weapon the only thing and and i i know what he's talking about it's where the it's where the agent reaches back over yeah. the and and that's what a lot of people who who have the theory that the government is involved that maybe when the agent is reaching back towards the president that that maybe there's the attempt there i'm not saying the government's not involved i think they're involved mm -hmm. i think it came down to they they wanted him out of office they just didn't know how to do it you know, kind of a, a Caesar thing. Um, I just don't think one of the social security guys or secret service guys did it. Oh, I, I think if they, if they wanted to, they absolutely could and, and would. And I think, yeah. I think I, I don't, I don't rule anything out. I think and, if, and the reason I think it had something to do with the government or even the mob was Jackie O's comments after everything, when they get her, on Air Force One, and and they're going to do the the press conference, and the the Secret Service guy stops her and goes, um, "Ma'am, you have blood 
on your dress and she had the you know the, the pink dress and there was blood all over it mm-hmm. he says would you like to change before you go in front of the press and and her words were no i want them to know what they did right right but uh, meaning she had an inclination and that's why i'm thinking government I'm, mob yeah but well, but but think about this for a second and this and this is where i'll, I'll link his theory here and that's this the cia had plenty of reasons to want Kennedy dead. One was Kennedy's stating that he was going to scatter them to the four winds. Mm. Uh, the Bay of Pigs invasion going wrong. The fact that he wanted to pull all troops out of Vietnam. The fact that he essentially was what the industrial complex looked at as a rogue agent. He wanted to change things within the government. He wanted mm. to change the industrial complex, the military industrial complex. With that in mind, he had to go. Yeah. And then that's where all the money is for government. Right. And then it continued with Robert Kennedy. So it's not the assassin that we look at. It's the fact that somebody hired the assassin. So could the CIA have turned and, and made friends with the mob and said, Hey, you know what? We can't get our hands dirty on this. Why don't you do it for us? Mm-hmm. Sure. Could they have turned to Sirhan Sirhan and said, you know what? We can't get our hands dirty on this, but you certainly can do it for us. Sure. Absolutely. I get where that that connection can be made. Mm-hmm. And all these years later, we still don't know. No, I don't think we'll know in our lifetime. Yeah, I don't think so. either. I don't think so. our kids will know. I think it'll come out once the last of that generation passes. Sure. Or if there's a dramatic shift in government now. Sure. Where the government's not just looking to, you know, attack each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, We've got a couple more stories here left on Supernatural News today. Uh, This next story says, we got possessed in a graveyard. Now the ghosts have followed us home. Well, see, you were asking for it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You never say that to an investigator. You never tell them they were asking for it. Um, Oh, yeah, you went there. <laughs> that's that's horrible. Uh, a couple who investigate paranormal activity in their spare time believe spirits could have followed them home, and they've been plagued with eerie occurrences ever since a supposed uh, graveyard possession. I don't know that I buy this, but let's get into it. I, I don't either. Uh, Fifty. I, I believe some could follow them home, but I don't think possession. Yeah, I don't think that. Fifty-eight-year-old uh, Charlie Harker and fifty-nine-year-old. Teresa Hughes run the ghost investigation company Afterlife Paranormal, traveling around to supposedly haunted destinations and broadcasting their findings live via Facebook because old people need the shit scared out of them, too. Uh, Over the past year, however, it's the couple's own home that has allegedly been at the center of supposedly ghostly activity. And Charlie and Teresa now believe they've been haunted by a sinister and demonic presence by the name of George because most good demons... Bruzar named George. Yep. In fact, Exorcist Believer, that's the demon's name, isn't it? You're mm-hmm. giving it away. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You're not supposed to give the name of a demon. And yeah. I think the, the demon right below Beelzebub is George. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's Lucifer, Beelzebub, all of his other names. And, and George. George. Yeah. <laughs> George is the one in charge of uh, the welcome wagon, I believe. In ah, hell. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. He's like, hi, um, yep, um, I'm the demonic welcome wagon. Um, I'm George. Welcome um, to hell. <laughs> I've got a, a nice cheese wheel here for you. 
uh, a nice uh, summer sausage that was made by Ed Gein. That's here for you. You may have been expecting St. Peter, but you get Georgie here. You get Georgie, boy. Hey, I'm all over it, man. Uh, chillingly, they believe that they may well have brought George home with them after Teresa allegedly became possessed in a graveyard. That's right. Uh, by the way, this is uh, these are the two in question who got possessed, Bruiser. Oh, they are... Um <laughs> they are very <laughs> why is he holding a Patron bottle well they've been possessed by spirits you see what I do <laughs> I gotcha yeah they've been possessed yeah, by I gotcha. spirits they so. are um, a frumpy couple I guess we could call them uh, they're very frumpy yeah. yeah like if I was a demon I'm not selecting either one of them to possess no no I, well George did yeah George is like oh hey baby yeah <laughs> You two are. Uh, I loved you with that uh, short boy haircut. <laughs> you, uh, you two are very attractive. Uh, can I come home? The alleged incident apparently occurred during an investigation at Lime Pits Nature Reserve in the town of Walsall near Birmingham, where the couple both live. According to Charlie, he discovered Teresa lying in the mud in total darkness. That kind of turned him on. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> during the investigation, after having allegedly heard a scream and she and she telling somebody or something to get out, he now believes that Teresa had been possessed with the malevolent spirit following them home. Evidently, uh, her and George had a roll in the hay in the mud. It was actually him. Call me George. Yeah. Come on, call me George. Say George. Come on, baby, call me George. Literally, they know the demon's name is George, and George is like, oh, hey, yeah, you want yeah. me in there? What? Cool. Yeah, threesome? Sure. We're doing a paranormal threesome? Awesome. Haven't Devil's done that triangle? in a while. Let's do it. Yeah. Charlie, who's been involved in paranormal, or been in the paranormal and an investigator for 18 years, told Birmingham Live, it all kicked off that day when we had that possession in the graveyard when it all went wrong. This is what started it off. I think it was George that possessed her, Teresa added. Uh, Teresa then went on to add, I don't remember anything apart from Charlie standing by me. I remember being soaking wet because, excuse my language, I had pissed myself. <laughs> We've all done it. Oh, I don't So next time I get so drunk I piss myself, I'm just going to say I'm possessed. Yeah. I, I don't George, think. George has, George has got a hold of me. I don't think that's pissed, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Georgie boy. That's Georgie's ectoplasm. Yeah. An eerie photograph of Charlie taken at the same site appears to show him surrounded by foggy mist, which he now believes was the restless spirit of George. Despite his extensive experience in the field of paranormal investigations, Charlie claims that was the first incident of possession he's witnessed and says things drastically changed at home in the months that followed. At first, the alleged hauntings were low energy, but things really ramped up after they decided to hold a seance with the supposed... Oh, okay, of course, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Uh, with the supposed presence appearing to become more powerful, the couple claimed to have witnessed things being thrown around the house with unseen hands, including a knife. Wow. Uh, Teresa said, the haunting scared me a little bit, but I know I'm safe with Charlie. He knows what he's doing. Oh. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> No, because he got possessed. Yes. That uh, means he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> if you're ready for this one, Bruiser, uh, the pair have been conducting investigations at the property using electromagnetic equipment, dolls, and Ouija boards. Of course, those are the best ones to use. Uh, Fine. I'm just like, why? Okay. 
And uh, and believe they've captured some evidence. One creepy Facebook Live video shows a doll apparently rolling down the stairs after a few were placed on the steps. Uh, you probably want to prop it up better. Uh, with the staircase said to be a particular hotbed of activity. Charlie, who believes the presence is getting stronger, told the publication we've done one or two Ouija boards and uh, tried to contact someone named George, who is responsible for all this, what is going on. Now, apparently, we contacted him and got his name. Then he was saying things like, kill you, death, die. Those were the three words he used on the board. Ever since then, we've had more activity and more activity. I have dealt with loads of these types of things before, but this one is slightly different. Yeah, because it's named George. There's not a lot of biblical names with George. No, 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 no. Uh, He continued, this entity is more powerful than any other spirit I've ever encountered. We've done all the usual things like cleansing and holy water, but nothing seems to be preventing it from doing what it's doing. I wouldn't say it's a poltergeist, although it's in that category. It's physical, though, because when we did a live broadcast last week, I threw a glass, or it threw a glass, rather, from one end of the bedroom to the other. Well, it was probably empty. Water. Poltergeist can't possess you. He's all over the map with this. Yeah, he is. It's like he took a how-to ghost hunting guide and is using every single chapter in this He is, yeah, yeah. I read it from beginning to end, and this is what it's doing. It's- Next thing you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren were at my door. They wanted to write a book about this. <laughs> <laughs> also, about a month ago when we were doing an investigation with just a few dolls out, we had a knife go across the kitchen, which bounced off the sink, which again, I think it's him, but it's been going on about a year now, but it's been low energy, he goes on to say. It's just a bunch of nonsense. I think. It's a bunch of idiots. Yeah. George. Got a couple of haunted doll stories. We got to kind of move along here quickly as we're running out of time for today. Uh, most foul mouth haunted doll in the UK is filmed swearing at ghost hunters. I love it. I yeah, cannot wait to see it. this video. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to post this one on the website as well, so you can uh, you can see it for yourself. A shocking video of a very sweary haunted doll has been released by paranormal investigators who have been dealing with its outbursts in a museum for spooky objects. The allegedly cursed toy named Scarlet lives at the Haunted Objects Museum on the outskirts of Rotterdam uh, in South Yorkshire at the museum curators, or rather, and the museum curators, Lee Stir and Lindsay Sheeran picked up her or picked her up from an anonymous donor in Lowestoft, Suffolk, a year ago. 43-year-old Lindsay, who used electronic voice phenomena, a digital recorder, supposedly picked up stutterings from beyond the grave. Oh, it stutters as well. No, I'm kidding. Uh, to capture the obscene language, says Scarlett's party piece is blurting out obscene four-letter swear words. Oh, that's the cutest thing ever. It's got Tourette's. Yay. Yay. Uh, While hunting for a response from the doll, Lindsay asked, what is your real name? To which a voice thought to be the toys appears to reply, you're fucked. Um, (laughs) That's not a name. Uh, George, you're fucked. (laughs) George. In another exchange, the doll was asked, who are you more scared of? Again, Scarlett is believed to have replied, Lindsay. (laughs) I don't know why. However, during the time of the recording, no one has said the woman's name. Lindsay believes the doll was actually donated by an elderly lady uh, who is 100 years old. 
She said the lady who owned Scarlet contacted us because her health had deteriorated and she blamed her ailments on the doll. She wanted to rid Scar- get rid of Scarlet, so we took her in. We already were recording audio and video around the objects in the museum and the things we got from Scarlet are typically foul. It's F this or shut the F up. <laughs> she also recently blurted out twat and you fucking idiot. It's like the parrot of the old person that dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you get it. And it just repeats everything. The old person said. Yeah. It's the, the haunted parrot doll. It's like, twat and you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun. Uh, the funny, it's the funniest thing they say, and she's becoming one of the most cherished items in the museum. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's cute. Swearing kids and swearing dolls are like two of the best things. Yeah, they learn how to swear. It's so cute. Uh, we recently announced the end of the investigation into her, probably because it couldn't take the swearing anymore. <laughs> and she clearly didn't want us to leave. As the next thing we know, the doors are slamming and our equipment is going haywire. It was like she was throwing a supernatural tantrum. Oh. She had a lot more to say. Oh, she did, yeah. And it's not the only spooky doll in the UK either. As according to the Sun, a haunted doll was sent back to Scotland this year, and it claims it terrorized a schoolboy in New Zealand. The vintage hand-painted figure called Emily is feared to have been possessed by the youngster Scots-born late Gran, who had emigrated to Auckland but had hated living overseas. So there you go. Um, Let's see here. We have another haunted doll story. A mom collects haunted dolls but refuses to bring them in the house. That's smart. Yeah. Growing up in a haunted house left Candace Collins with a lifelong obsession with the paranormal. And now the mom of three from Cornwall collects demonic dolls. Candace Collins' hobby is a far cry from collecting stamps or vintage cars. The mom of three, in fact, has an obsession of not just antique dolls, but ones that are supposedly possessed. Over the years, the 41-year-old has amassed dozens of allegedly haunted dolls as part of her lifelong fascination with the paranormal. But the nature of her prized possessions means that she cannot display them at home. Instead, she keeps them securely locked away in an undisclosed location out of fear for her family's safety. Kansas from Falmouth, Cornwell, says she's always been fascinated with paranormal objects. She says, I look everywhere, in charity shops, on eBay, haunted locations, at auctions, anywhere, really. She says, we got quite a collection now. The mom says she longs to move somewhere with enough space for a shed or an outbuilding where she can store the demonic dolls closer to home, along with her partner, Nick Pierce, She dreams of one day being able to open a museum for the eerie figures. Each doll and object comes with a sorry tale of a series of unfortunate events that happened to their previous owners. Uh, So bringing them into the home is out of the question for Candace. Among the collection is also an array of other haunted objects, including a Ouija board, of course, uh, weaponry and several paintings. So I guess it's not safe to bring it into the house. Uh, she says she grew up in a haunted house and has seen spirits her whole life. Uh, Kansas also runs a paranormal investigation group, Cornish Ghost Whispers. She says she's seen children running through the house. She also saw an old lady walk past her window when there was no one in the garden. Black shadows, people whispering, things moving, and lights going on and off. So there you go. She's the only smart one, evidently, in the world where she won't bring them in the house. <laughs> So, hey, at least she's thinking of her family first. That's right. That's right. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to save this one story for next week. We've got to get to Ziggy's picks. 
Uh, and then we have a story about Halloween candy to, to wrap up today. Okay. It was the rise of the humans this week. Yes, it was. Yeah, for, for uh, one reason or another, the pups just, uh, I think Vegas confused them this week. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, Ziggy was six and eight this week uh, with, with her picks. Talia was five and nine. Yeah, she didn't do very good. Yeah. Um, she was tired, too, when she did it. We did it early in the morning with them. Mm-hmm. So Talia's not a morning pup. I guess not. Um, Bruiser, nine and five this week. Yeah, but still, some of those games, like that, that Vikings game. That, that that boy, that Vikings game, let me tell you. Like, Josh Dobbs is good, but he had literally not taken a snap at all. And I'm like, okay, they got the rookie quarterback. He'll be fine. Goes down with injury. I looked at Mrs. Bruiser and go, this one's over. There's no way Dobbs is ready for this game. It was more than injury. I'm not being a homer here, but Atlanta was hitting dirty all game long. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was violent. Atlanta yeah. knew you guys are banged up, so they were gonna like we're gonna bang them up even more. Yeah, there were a lot of hits and to the head in that game. Once they got, once Dobbs got the butterflies out, he just became a different quarterback and literally carried that offense. Yeah, yeah, and on his own two feet. Boy, is that kid smart? He is. Yeah. he is just smart and to to have learned that offense or or learn it well enough to run it efficiently. Yeah. Um, against a team that's not, I mean, they're not horrible, but they're not great. You no, know, they're, they're at the top of their division because they're just the best of the worst in that division. That's right. And but they should have beaten Minnesota with yes. a third-string quarterback. Yes, they should have. I mean, they, they and, should have easily beaten that two team. two of your top receivers were out, too. Yes, yeah. So they And they should have easily beaten that team. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. They didn't. No. Josh, no, Josh Dob- came to Dobbs play. is the reason that they didn't. So Yep, he came to play. So I, I honestly think if he has the rest of the season like he had this, uh, you know, minus the first quarter he was in, Kirk Cousins is not coming back next year. I don't think he is. No, I think they're staying with that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> people have been waiting for my Kirk Cousins rant for two weeks. I, you know what? I'm not going to rant, rant, especially this week, maybe in future weeks. I can't rant on a guy who had a catastrophic injury. I just right. can't. And uh, although he did trip on his own ass. Um, which is fitting, uh, but you can't rant on a guy who injured himself, right? You just can't. It, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but thank, thank, thank the Lord and baby Jesus that something happened that got him out of there this year. I, I can't wait for Jaron Hall to come back. I'll, I'll say that. I don't okay. think the kid has gotten his just due. Mm. So I and I can't wait to see him before he was before he he got and he literally got knocked out of the game with a hit to the head helmet yeah. to helmet. Don't be fooled, folks. The announcer said, "Oh no, he hit his helmet on the back of the turf." Nuh-uh. No, he, he watched got, the hit and he, back. He's he's rocked. Yeah, he gets he gets a shot to the head that put him out of the game. Uh, when this kid comes back, if you if you watch some of his throws from Sunday, he had he had a falcon right in his face and threw a beautiful screen pass. Oh yeah, kid's gonna be something else. I'll tell you. Yeah, he's he's gonna be something else. I think it's Jaron Hall you see next year. Okay, that starts for the Vikings. If not, then it's somebody they draft. I think it's Dobbs. I you think it's Dobbs? Dobbs? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. If he can get comfortable with this offense, look what he did with literally just the court, the coach calling the routes in his head. 
because that's what they were doing. He would say uh, this route for this guy, this route, you know, and that's so when he's doing his read, he's looking at which receivers so he can see which route they're going. And not only that, they couldn't sack him. They sacked him twice, and then also he's like, "Well, I'm done with this," <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. He was he was more mobile than Jaron Hall was. I'll give yes. him that. Um, the 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 reason I say Jaron Hall will be starting is Jaron Hall sees the field better. Okay. And he's more accurate. He's yeah. he's definitely more accurate. Uh, Jobs okay. wasn't as accurate in the pocket. So uh, that, that's why I say. Um, but, so, and then your boy here, 11 and three. Nice. Look at you. I had a good week. Yeah. So, so overall, and, and we're going to abbreviate this segment just a little bit here. There's been a changing of the guard, a, a feeling in the force that is unnatural, Bruce. <laughs> because... I took over first place. Look at you. Finally. Good job. I don't think it'll last. Don't get We're me wrong. We're only nine weeks in, so. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think it'll last. Don't get me wrong. But um, it, what's alarming for me is the pups, the pups are sliding a little bit here. So you got to get them some rest. Yeah. You got to get them some rest. We got to get them, you know, we got to get them calmed well, down. Rested. It was just, we did in the morning. We got to do no, it in I, the afternoon. I hear you. We, we got to get them calmed down a little bit. We got to get them back in, in stride here. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, Ziggy's... I'll have, a, a talk, I'll have a talk with them tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Get them, get them nice and rested and, and yeah. then we'll get them picking again. Uh, Ziggy's at a 529 percentage, 71 and 63. Still darn good. Yes. Especially for a dog. Keep that yes. in mind. Uh, Talia's pick percentage, 552, 74 and 60 on the season. Bruiser's at 582, 78 and 56. Only one game separates Bruiser and I. Okay, okay. 78 and 56 for Bruiser, 79 and 55 for me. He's at a 582 pick percentage. I'm at 589. Nice. There you go. So that's uh, the stats for Ziggy's picks. If you want to see it more in detail, go to darknessradioshow.com. Click on Ziggy's picks. You can see how everybody picked this week. Yep. There you go. Uh, the final story for Supernatural News today involves a cruel woman who refused to give a boy Halloween treats because she didn't like his part of his costume. Well, it's her right. You think? I, I think I think it's wrong, but it's her right. Yeah, I I used to. We had neighbors that made kids do tricks in order to get the treats. What? Yeah, because it's trick or treat. So they'd make us do somersaults or cartwheels to get our treat. Uh, I mean, I'm all for giving it, but if, if if it's a shitty costume, seriously, yeah. See, uh, kids try their best. It depends on the kid. If a kid's showing up to me just wearing a football jersey and nothing else, it's like, what? Are you going to practice? Like, come on, put eye black on, well, put Bru tights on. Bruiser, here's the deal. I mean, some kids don't have money. I, I didn't have money growing up, but I did wonders with duct tape, aluminum foil, and cardboard. I had a hell of a stormtrooper outfit when I was a kid. Okay. Here's the other thing. And, and I, I do consider today's world, too. I would rather, and I had a kid who just showed up to my door just because it was 26 degrees, just in regular clothes with a sack. Well, see, now, if it's growing up in Wisconsin, if they have a jacket on, and I can see there's a Spider-Man outfit underneath it. I'm giving them candy. Here's this teenager that's coming up, 
I'm glad they're choosing trick or treat instead of yes. something other than that. Yeah. But that's where I'll go. Well, what's your costume? And if they can't explain their costume, do a cartwheel, do a somersault, do something. You're going to earn this treat then. If you're not putting the work in the costume, you're going to put the work in the trick side of stuff. See, I'm a little more lenient. Here's here's my. Bear with me here for a second. There's plenty of kids that are shooting each other in the streets that yes. are that are causing trouble on Halloween that are that are that are off doing drugs that are off doing things that are detrimental to society. Okay. I would rather have him at my door having innocent fun asking for candy than out doing dirt in the streets. I'm I'm all for that. I agree 100%. But put some effort in the costume. And if you can't explain to me your costume, then you're going to have to do some sort of trick for me. I don't care if it's a card trick. I don't care if it's taking your thumb off your hand. I don't care. Do something stupid to earn the treat. Because these other kids are doing the effort to get the treat. If, if Now, if I look at somebody and go, oh, I don't get your costume, and they have this whole backstory about this character, guess what? You get the treat because you are you thought of it, even though you're just wearing your FUBU jacket and, okay, you know. Okay. New era cap. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the story here because we're running short yep. on time. Um, what should have been a fun night of trick-or-treating quickly turned into a real-life nightmare for one dismayed family after a cruel woman refused to give their young son any treats. According to her, uh, his stunned mother, the lady in question had taken issue in part with the child's costume after and so decided against handing out any sweet treats. The youngster, who is just five years old... Uh, oh, no, now you got to give him a treat. Yeah. He's that young, give him the treat. Currently has a bit of a cough and a runny nose, but as he had no fever, was expected to attend school the next day. Uh, his parents didn't want him to miss out on all the spooky excitement of Halloween. Taking precautions, the careful parents made sure that their little one wore a face mask while out trick-or-treating, helping okay. to ensure that he wouldn't spread any germs to others. Little did they know that somebody would take issue with their sensible precaution. Uh, taking to Reddit, the protective mother wrote, we were uh, having a good time meeting friendly people and getting to have a fun family night. After going up to a neighbor's house, the homeowner made a point to yell at the parents. Uh, we were waiting for our kids on the sidewalk that any child who is forced to wear a mask will not be receiving any candy. My son is five years old. She decided not to give him candy. And even though he was politely waiting with six other kids because she didn't like that we put a mask on him, we told her that he had a cough. So that's why we had him wear it. She then yelled at us that we shouldn't have put him out in public then. She continued, fine. She doesn't have to like that we wear masks to try and keep germs out of her face. But did she have to exclude my five-year-old and make him sad? just because she doesn't agree with our views of masking him up. I don't understand people. I can't imagine being so offended by someone else's choice or opinion about something which has no effect on me whatsoever, that I would go out of my way to make that person's kid feel bad about themselves. What did she get out of doing that to a small child on a fun holiday? Yeah, that that's uncalled for. Did she not give candy to children that were ninjas and had the black masks over you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. Th these were responsible parents yeah exactly For once we have a story with responsible parents <laughs> that's right that's right so that's that's what they were getting at so. yeah i'm totally against the lady she should have given the kid candy yeah exactly exactly 
So before we leave you today, Bruiser, you have an announcement. Yes, uh, November 25th at WrestleCade weekend. I will be returning to the ring. Yeah. I'm in a match on the 25th, and I found out I'm in a match on the 26th. So not only am I producing the shows and taking care of all the names that are coming in and celebrities and all that, but your boy's getting back in the ring. Nice. So we'll, see how, we'll see how this new hip holds up. We'll see how the hernia is. I was in the ring last night rolling around and knocking off that ring rust. Ring rust is real. You know that. You, yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. And uh, trying to get used to the new hip because I haven't moved like this in 10 years. So. Oh, my gosh. Well. Uh, November 25th. It'll be on Title Match Network. I'll let everybody know. Obviously, all the way up until we get there. But biggest wrestling event in North Carolina, probably in the world, WrestleCade, is if, if you can go. It's almost sold out. But if you can get, if you're a wrestling fan, this is the show to attend. You get GCW Friday. You get the Super Show Saturday. You get a bunch of podcasts recording. You get a ladies' night out on Sunday. And then you get another AML show on Sunday. And it's just... I mean, one of the matches is the Hardy Boys versus Heath and Rhino, you know. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, again. I'm, and then me. I get to come back. We're rooting for you. We're praying for you that everything goes smooth as the other side of the pillow. I hope so. That uh, you are, uh, that uh, you have a, a very successful outing and that uh, everything goes according to plan and that uh, you have a great weekend. It felt good last night, and I woke up with that happy soreness. Good. Which you, again, know what I mean. You've taken yes. a bump, so. Yeah, yeah. It's that happy soreness. Yeah, so. happy soreness is good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hurt is not good. Happy soreness nope. is good. And I haven't been happy soreness in years, so this is feeling good. Good, good, good. So you heard it here first, folks. Uh, there you go. Uh, Russell Cade weekend. Uh and we will uh, we'll try to get a link up on the events page for you so you can uh, you can get those tickets for WrestleCade. You can check it out. If not, order it on Title Match Network so you can watch it from home. Yep, and I think they have a package going on where you get all the shows for a certain price. There so. you go. There you go. Yeah. So you can watch it from home. Uh, absolutely. We want to support Bruiser in any way we can. Uh, so be sure you do it one way or another. Uh, I got nothing going on this weekend. So there you go. That's that's what's going on with me. <laughs> um, let's see. Tomorrow on the show, we have a guest who is uh, absolutely fascinating. We're going to be talking about a couple of different things. He has investigated the Birdcage Theater in the past. He's also an animal communicator. Um, he's got a bunch of different things going on here, but uh, we're going to be delving into all types of different paranormal type issues with our guest. Uh, it's the Demon George. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> boy, wouldn't that be something? Well, Tim, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, George. I figured you're bothering that that the guy over there in England. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, our guest tomorrow uh, is Rob Gutro. And uh, Rob will be talking about pets in the afterlife. We'll be talking about ghost tracking, ghosts and spirits. And we'll also be talking about ghosts of the Birdcage Theater, among other things. So that's what's going on on tomorrow's show. Awesome. Yeah. So that'll do it for today's show. For Beer City Bruiser, I'm Tim Dennis. Thank you so much for joining us today for Supernatural News and Parashare. We appreciate you being a good listener. And we'll remind you, be sure to not sit on these programs, folks. Listen to them within the first two weeks that you download them. You'll help us out. You'll help our commercial sponsors out. You'll help us get credit for this show. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow for Rob Gutro here on The Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.